so two stories uh, that that really sort of drive sustainability home for me and and, and also tie, tie back into supply chain. So the, the first one, I, I think, you know, I, I'm uh, an old sailor. I was in the Navy for, for five years um, with an F-18 squadron. So I was out on aircraft carriers. And um, oh, hence the book beside you. Cool. And and actually, this is one of my boats. There's that CVM seventy four that John C sent us. Oh, um, nice. And I and I remember on that boat being out in the middle of the ocean. And if you can imagine, um, it it, it turns out the Earth is a really big place, and when you're <laughs> out on the ocean, you can see for a long, long way. And I <laughs> yeah, remember yeah. standing up on the flight deck and and seeing trails of debris going off into the horizon um if if you can imagine like 10 gallon cooking oil bottles and metal barrels and plastic wrap and just all kinds of crap and these were the breadcrumbs these were the trails left behind by other other vessels you know for the for the most part um cargo ships right that just threw stuff overboard and you know if it were one ship doing that once a year on the scale of the planet it wouldn't be a huge deal but michael you you know we we look at marine traffic there's a lot of boats out there a lot of damn boats a and, lot of damn and and so you know when you start thinking about the scale and the impact of that, um, yeah. right? As supply chain people, we we've got to own that. Um, the second one, uh, my my wife is grew up, she's she's from she grew up in Bolivia. Um, oh wow! I, and, I've got my my oldest daughter Isabel uh, just graduated from UCF. I adopted her from Santa Cruz in Bolivia. Oh, Okay, so my yep. my my brother in law and his family are in Santa Cruz, um, but my wife grew up in La Paz, which is way up in the Andes Mountains, and Been there so, too. And well, there you go. And um, one of one of my early trips down there, early in our marriage, my my father in law um, and I went on this guy's trip to. Um, he was going to show me the the highest ski resort in the world. Wow. Which was um, made by a bunch of physics nerds who were up at an observatory on this glacier um, in uh, in the Andes Mountains within driving mm-hmm. distance of La Paz. And so he takes me up to the highest ski resort in the world. And, and, and as you might imagine, it sort of looks like a, a clothesline with uh, an old Chevy 350 engine um, yeah. to drive the thing. Bolivia's not a very rich com- country. Right? But but the thing that <laughs> the thing that was missing was there wasn't any snow. The oh, the wow. glacier that they had built this thing on and that my father-in-law when, you know, he he was a you know, a young man had gone up and you know was such a sort of uh quirky attraction. It's gone. That that glacier wow. it does not exist anymore. And so um it, you know, having those sorts of experiences, I, you just go, I, the climate is changing. We as human beings and as supply chains are, we can't deny the damage that we're doing to the planet. Mm-mm. We have to take Mm-mm. ownership of it. 
and and we have to find ways of reducing the impact and turning it around because the ones who are going to suffer maybe us will certainly be our kids and our grandkids and so we have to figure out how to make it better and how to make it work we absolutely do. And so let me ask you this little, one last question on this uh, uh, Sustainiax Extra with uh, Mr. Supply Chain, Daniel Stanton, is this. I, I did a little article today. Um, it was based on uh, a couple other articles. One was by University of Washington Supply Chain um, uh, out west, PNW, the University of Washington. Um, and they were talking about the ethics and sustainability of uh, same and next day delivery and some quotes by Jeff Bezos, uh, talking about how, you know, uh, a lot of ways, the speed of delivery has reduced the carbon imp- uh, footprint because now the, 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 uh, shipments, et cetera, are coming from, uh, you know, uh, staging areas or, or distributions that are closer to population centers. And I basically said, I've never read a, 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 a more, obvious line of BS in my entire life because they weren't produced right there in those. They still had to move to those locations. There's zero reduction in carbon footprint by doing this. In fact, I contend that our desire for this convenience of getting this coffee mug today or tomorrow instead of waiting a week, which you can do, nobody has to have it today, is 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 contributing hugely to the to the carbon footprint and emissions issues. And even the uh, causing the automation of warehouses, which are great and they're efficient, but they also make those warehouses less green. It's more green to have people working in a warehouse than it is automation because you're not drawing on the energy as much. What do you think about that? I I don't know. I I don't. For for it's me, it's an that's interesting not, conversation, right? That that's right. And 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 by the way, those are the ones that I love to actually get into researching is where, you know, intelligent people would look at it and immediately come to contradictory conclusions. Two different people will think totally different. Two different smart supply chain people would look at the same problem, see it opposite ways. And that, you know, pulls us full circle to say what we really need to be able to do is be transparent about all of the inputs and all of the outputs and, and, you know, do that accounting to figure out at the end of the day, what's best for the planet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think yep. it all comes down to those, those research, those studies and stuff. Because, you know, I'm sitting here and I hear you say like, oh, it's more green. But I guess it depends on like, what's your definition? Because... Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, you got to do relying less on the electricity, but then you have people driving into work every day that are causing emissions with their cars. You have people who are, I don't know, wearing more clothing because they have to leave the house, more protective equipment that's being created. And I guess it just comes down. Yeah, to no, what, you're right. You can, of green. Where you, yeah, you can get into where, it. Where do you draw the boundaries around the system? And what do you exactly. measure? Right. Yeah, because one of the, uh, yeah, agreed. Because one of the things is this: if you can order stuff and it gets delivered the next day or whatever, and it comes out, that's one more person not driving. No, no, no. That's one more delivery vehicle coming out today that could wait until the end of the week and take ten deliveries out instead of coming out once. Jeez. But if you've got the density, why does it if matter you, whether it's today or ten days? 
It doesn't. It doesn't matter if you've got the density, and that's where the studies come in, uh, at Daniel, right? And that's where you got to look at these things. Because I'm just thinking, in my neighborhood, there's no way in the next two hours that there's enough density to have somebody come out here and deliver me this coffee. We'll move cup. out of the boondocks, and then you can <laughs> get your mug whenever you want it. Just it's not. It's not always what it seems. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just an example of of we've got to look at these different things. Like you That's said, right. you got to, you can have two different, you got to have these conversations and, and kind of talk about. Because I got a, a ton of people saying, "Yeah, you're damn right," and I'm thinking to myself, I wrote this because I wanted to see how many people would agree with me a hundred percent. If I think something is a certain way, I I will argue the opposite in order. To to try and figure out if I'm right or not, right? I I, I very much believe that if two you people are in a room, complicated marriage, Michael Denson. No, I I believe that if two people are in a, well, I mean I don't do. I mean it's a, it, my intellect my intellectual curiosity or my fun is doing that. It's like if there's two people in a room and we both agree, then one of us is useless. So I'm going to take the other side. Just to see I mean, if we it's can. It's a good come. way to solve problems, and it's a good way to help yourself realize the other edge of a situation. Like right. yeah. Instead of just getting so entrenched in your own beliefs that you don't want to hear anything about innovation yeah. or, or any other side, you know? 